in everyone to a wonderful new episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We are joined by two very special artists today. Joining us today, we have the artistic director, Zalaman Molotok, and the writer and curator, Avram Molotok, both who are part of the National Yiddish Theater Folks Benet presentation of Amid Falling Walls. It's playing now through December 10th at the Edmund J. Safra Hall at the Museum of Jewish Heritage here in New York City. And you can get your tickets and more information by visiting nytf.org. This is a fantastic new production. You might remember that name of that theater company as they recently had a stellar, successful run of Fiddler on the Roof in Yiddish, which was incredible. And they also recently had the off-Broadway production of Harmony, which is now on Broadway. Now they're back with this incredible show, which I cannot wait to hear more about and share with you called Amid Falling Walls. So with that, let's go ahead and welcome on our guest, Zalaman Avram. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you so much. We're very excited to speak to you and to speak to your followers, listeners. Thank you so much. I am excited to have you here. And as I said, to, to learn more about the show Amid Falling Walls. And I want to start by maybe just filling our listeners in a little bit about what the National Yiddish Theater does. And so, Zalaman, can I start with you by filling us in a bit about that? Can you tell us a bit about your theater company, essentially? Yeah, the the theater, the Yiddish, the National Yiddish Theater was founded in in 1915, at a time when the majority of Jewish immigrants in this city spoke Yiddish, and it was the only and Yiddish theater was was abounded on Second Avenue. There were about twelve different Yiddish theaters, and the Volksbühne, the People's Stage that's what it literally means, was found in 1915 to serve, to present works that dealt with social issues and, and more literary works. And in that tradition, here we are in 2023, jumping to the present and presenting this incredibly timely work Amid Falling Walls, which is a compilation of hitherto hitherto unknown documents and songs that were created and sung in the war in the second world war years in europe in ghettos in concentration camps in theaters in those ghettos in 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 public theaters in clandestine theaters people don't know that people that amidst though amidst falling walls in this in, in an unspeakable kind of terror and 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 tragedy that was going around them, they still were able to create and and sing and and perform. So we collected this material and now are presenting it. The folks, just to go back, I'll let Avram tell more about this production. But just to give you a little bit more history about the folks, Bina, we've been around from 1915, we're the longest consecutively run Yiddish theater in the world. Every season we present at least one show in Yiddish. Now we present everything with super titles so that understanding it is not an issue. Our production of Fiddler, as you mentioned, you know, was ran downtown here at the Museum of Jewish Heritage 
was supposed to be a six-week run. It turned into a six-month sold-out run, and then it transferred up to uh, off-Broadway where we played at the 42nd Street Theater, and we played there for almost a year. We were supposed to travel. We were supposed to go to, to Europe. We were supposed to go to Australia, China. Pandemic changed all that. We're still, we still have hopes for that. But so we, and, and most recently, as you mentioned, we, we presented the first production of Harmony, Barry Manilow and Bruce Sussman's production that, that's now playing uptown at the, at the Barrymore Theater on Broadway. And so we, we, that is our production that we, we first did. And with this production, we uh, decided that this was the time for us to present this material. And I'll, I'll let Avram uh, kind of piggyback and talk, talk more about how this production came about, if that's okay. Yes, absolutely. Because I, I definitely want to jump over to Avram and ask, you know, where did the idea to put this show together come from or what inspired you to choose this material? Well, these are songs that we've, my father and I and our family have been have been singing for for quite some time. You know, they we I, I remember growing up and singing these songs with my father and his mother, my bubby, Hanna Mlatek, who compiled the first ever English uh, translation translated volume and collection of, of Yiddish Holocaust songs with her sister, Malki Gottlieb. And so I, I, these are really songs of our family's childhood and in many ways were 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 a real gift because often in 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 the Jewish community or you know even in 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 communities writ large there isn't much of an understanding or awareness of how Jews lived and during the war years we know how how we know of the of the terrible you know and horrific murder and destruction of, of the Jewish communities across Eastern Europe, but not as much about how Jews persevered and how, and, and so that's really, that's, that's also where this piece, you know, comes from. And through these songs, through these windows into these artists, the, the creators of those songs who were kids, teenagers, young, young writers in their early twenties or so, whose lives were were cut short, continued to write and continued to make music in this unspeakable time. And so we, we I, I think we wanted to be able to share that with, with a, with a larger, with a larger world. That's fantastic. Now Zalman, what has it been like developing this production of Amid Falling Walls, especially now that the show's open and it's been running fantastically? Well, we just opened. Reviews have, are starting to come in. They're rave reviews. Audiences are on their feet. What has been like, we had over 300 people auditioning for this show. We, we were fortunate to find eight people, 10 people actually, two swings, who were able to show us in an audition that not only could they speak the Yiddish and sing the Yiddish, and act the Yiddish, but really believe it and show us that they could believe it because we couldn't present this material honestly if we didn't feel we had ambassadors to do that. And we have an incredible cast. I'm just going to mention their names and Stephen Sky Bell, Rachel Zadkov, Abby Goldfarb, Daniela Rabani, Yael Khanakov. 
and the men, Ellie, Ellie Mayer, Jacob Ben Shmuel, Michal Yashinsky, John Reed, Danny Apple, and Stephen Sky Bell, an incredible, all, all young people who out of the 300 that we picked, we were able to, 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 to engage them in this work. And, you know, if you follow any of them on Instagram, you'll see how incredibly passionate they are about their work and, the, and and every day going to work because it's it's very meaningful to them. It's it's not just another job. They all happen to be Jewish, so it really connects with them personally. But I want to say that it's not just for the Jews. You know, it's really about showing people how any any people but but how particularly our people were able to turn to music and poetry and 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 be inspired and 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 get through horrible times so the process you know we had a four week rehearsal period Mutal Didner was the director uh, who has directed here at the Folksbina uh, other times as well he was also the assistant to Joel Gray in Fiddler and with Fiddler so together we put the show together he had an he had a vision of 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 including images and as the as the piece is happening and english trans transliteration is happening at the same time we're seeing images to help us get into this period to see where we were what were things what did things look like what did they feel like you know and uh, more than like more than a history book and more than a more than an archive when you hear the music and when you hear the poetry you are transported you're transported to those times and to those feelings of these of these of these writers you know who who uh, and composers who we honor by by presenting their work that is so wonderful i love that Avram, you want to add something about the writers, maybe about the composers? Sure. The, you know, we the, uh, the the again the 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 bulk of material came from this co this collection called Songs of Ghettos and Camps, which was compiled by a young man in his thirties, probably my age, as my father mentioned, named Shmerka Kaczyginski, who was a poet in Vilna before the war and a partisan which which refers to the fighters the warriors those who 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 escaped the ghettos and fled to the forests to fight back and stage you know combative efforts against the nazis and german occupiers and so a lot of these writers were also were fighters it, it puts a different perspective of the pen of, of the you know the pen being mightier than the sword because these were young people who appreciated the need for both they, the 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 composer of the partisan elite anthem which is where the title of our piece comes from amid falling walls he was 21 years old when he wrote this song. His name was Hirschglick. He was also from Vilna, and he was another writer and a partisan. And he, the the, the song was so popular that it that it was that it went viral, so to speak. 
and became sung, um, and, uh, you know, in different partisan encampments and spread to forests and ghettos and and elsewhere where where Jews were, and became really the anthem of the of the Jewish underground. And this the text says, you know, that never say that you're going your final way. Never say you're going your final way, no matter what, you know, and that, that the song was written with blood and not with lead, that that a people amid falling walls, you know, with, with grenades held in hands, composed this material. So it's, 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 it's a level of heroism that's, that's, sort of hard to like comprehend but once you hear the music we believe that that it that it can touch and inspire and even though it's it's composed during such horrific circumstances provides a real level of hope for people this time that is incredible i i want to build on that thought if i could with you avram and i want to ask is there a message or a thought that you're hoping the audiences take away from the show you know, besides wanting to introduce them to this body of work and the very idea that Jews resisted in these cre- in these types of creative and cultural ways during the Holocaust, I think that idea of 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 never giving up, of not giving into despair, is 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 a pretty powerful you know theme that emerges from the songs. Just when you look at the the songs that we have curated and collected that were written in in a variety of circumstances. And I think that's a message that we want our audience members to to feel as well. What do you think, Tom? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the importance, the importance of this material and that, that, you know, no matter what your circumstances are, no matter how dark, how bad things possibly are and could be don't give up hope don't give up hope there is there is hope and and you know here we have we have we have actual you know proof that it worked because you know the jewish people survived that unspeakable time in a way that you know no people had ever experienced before that the calculated, you know, murder of over six million Jews. So, so the fact that you know Jews have survived, and the fact that Jews have continued to create here, and is and in Israel and other countries is is a is a miracle. And if if we could do it, then then any any peoples can do it. That's wonderful. Love that message. Love it. My final question for this first part, I want to ask for both of you, and I'm going to start with you, Zalman, which is, who do you hope have access to amid falling walls? Any Anybody really, you know, anybody who's interested in culture, anybody who's interested in history, young people, I mean, I mean... You know, it's not it's not, you know, your song and dance feel good musical. It's it's not that. But it is, you know, a a delve uh, delving into a into a, you know, a a timeline, a time machine going to these this place that we only know about from textbooks. So I believe, you know, it's not just people who speak Yiddish, of course, because 95 of our percent of our audience does not speak Yiddish. It's really dependent on the supertitles and and they and some and, and and like like in Fiddler, they stop looking at the supertitles because they know they're, they're so engaged with the actors. 
in the same way that happens here. So I I may I maintain that you know it's really the intelligent theater goer that that is our audience that we hope that will come down here. That's fantastic, Avram. How about you? I echo that sentiment. I think uh, you know anyone who is in need of a bit of hope in these particularly dark or trying times. I think it it, it can feel a bit ironic to go into a, a a musical piece around that was composed, you know, during World with whose which material was composed during World War II and to emerge hopeful, but I, I'd say anyone who needs a certain type of emotional or spiritual pick-me-up in the moment. switch lanes now for the second part of our interview and let our listeners get to know the two of you a little bit better kind of more on a personal level and i want to start with our perennial first question which is what or who inspires you what playwrights composers or shows have inspired you in the past or are just some of your favorites and zalman can i start with you first on that sure well you know I, I have to turn to Leonard Bernstein, who was my teacher actually at Tanglewood. I studied with him at Juilliard and at Tanglewood. I studied conducting with him. So I, you know, there, there's, there are very few scores and, and, and pieces like West Side Story or Candide. And I, I, you know, I, I just, I'll, I'll leave it at that, you know, and just in terms of, you know, my, 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 you know, that the, the, of course, you know, I, I, there are many other composers and, and shows that have inspired me and that I've loved, of course, but, you know, if I, if I have to think on a personal level, it, it really was Bernstein. That is amazing. Ama- I want to have you back sometime and just sit there and hear, all of your Bernstein stories. <laughs> Good. Avram, how about you? What or who inspires you? Well, I'm, th- I'm so immersed in this piece right now. I'm, think- I- I'm thinking of my grandparents, my father's folks, my-, my father's father, who was a survivor and a refugee from Warsaw. He was a poet and a journalist, a writer in Warsaw. And who, who, after the war years, really devoted his life to this culture and you know the the language and the 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 poetry and the songs and the music and of a people that was nearly decimated. And while my grandfather didn't talk much about his wartime experiences, his work was so invested in the in again the culture, the life of of the people that that whose you know whose lives were were lost. And while he his work isn't reflected in this piece Amid Falling Walls per se, you know, his activism uh, is an inspiration to me and his 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 way of of you know of sort of turning his his trauma or, or his uh, you know into into art and into service and that's something I'm mindful of. 
as we as, as we're here today. Another fabulous answer. I am loving all of this. This is amazing. Let me ask the two of you, what is your favorite part about working in the theater? And Avram, is it okay if I start first with you on that? Sure, because you know this is, uh, I, 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 I work as a rabbi and a social worker and was enlisted for this project, also a, a, you know an author and a writer, but I was enlisted in this project to work with by my father to, to, to help bring this material to life. And you know as we it really takes a, a village or a shtetl to, to bring it all from the page to the stage, you know, just and we, that was so clear last night and certainly over over previews, you know, in terms of appreciating all the elements from sound and design and costume and music and just every just that that help add the texture and you know really make what's written on the page come to come to life so just be seeing that process witnessing that process has been so special i want to i want to i want to say you know my son is very modest and you know he doesn't tell you that you know he's been published in the wall street journal and the new york times and his he has an amazing book called how jews do that Right? Is that the title, Avram? <laughs> it's called Why Jews Do That or 30 Questions Your Rabbi Never Answered. Talk, mm-hmm. talk, talk about that book for a second, Avram. Just do you, yeah. I, I think the listeners would be so interested in this book. It's a, you know, it's a playful introduction to Judaism book with pictures. And, uh, it, you know, it, it tries to demystify the questions and instead invite and celebrate the questions that we might have around faith or and, and not just faith around culture and 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 ways of life so yeah first of all the book sounds amazing i love this second of all i love how proud my father will send is. you a copy andrew he'll, he'll send you a he'll send you a copy oh, i love this this makes my heart so happy good 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 i'll be happy to send you a copy of the oh. book That would be wonderful. Thank you. Zalman, what is your favorite part about working in the theater? Well, you know, you work in in an office, you work at home, you're working online with people, you know, one-to-one, you know, late hours, early hours, just the two of us, just the three of us. And to finally present, give it to 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 a team you know, a team of designers, a team of actors for them to take it and for them to, you know, put their stamp on it and to offer their creative input to it. That's an exciting part for me. And then the next, of course, exciting part is how is an audience going to respond to it? So this past week, you know, we, we've, been, we've been gratified to see the incredible outpouring of love and emotion that comes out of an experience of seeing this short 80 minute performance that is nonstop, nonstop, you know, emotions and giving, you know, information about how people lived and how they created and wonderful songs and wonderful performances. So when I, when I see an audience respond, to our hard work, our Avram Mine, Muttel, the director, the actors, the designers, 
that's 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 has to be one of one of my favorite parts of you know working in the theater. That is a fabulous answer. I love that, and it's a great lead into my favorite question to ask guests, which is, what is your favorite theater memory? You know, when I when I thought about bringing Fiddler to to life, you know, Fiddler in Yiddish to life, knowing that you know the world is going to say who needs another fiddler but i also knew that hearing it in yiddish would be unique and when i was fortunate to have to get joel gray interested to direct it i think my favorite you know memory really you know besides all the celebrities who came ruth bader ginsburg hillary clinton you know everybody it's like Perlman I mean you know the list who came of celebrities was incredible so that that wasn't it but I think it was the first performance the very first performance that we did on July 4th 2018 that we it was our first preview and you know the response was so thunderous and so emotional that we knew we had something there so I think that would have to you know count up there as a as a as a one of my favorite <laughs> that is an incredible memory i'm so glad that you shared that memory thank you so much for that yeah yeah avram how about you well i remember as a kid attending the yiddish theater and seeing a performer who i loved she was i don't even know how how old she was but minna burn was a you know a star of of stage and screen she she did a film with bobby de niro but she was a holocaust refugee and she she would come out onto the stage in, in high heels and pearl pearly white hair and she would like chide the audience members in one particular song where she interrupted the orchestra and she would tell my father who was conducting and accompanying her to stop playing as she would uh, you know interrogate the first person you know the per person in the front row for miss he was singing along but singing along incorrectly and as a kid i just thought that was the funniest she was such a magical lady to me. She had an aura around her, but I found her hilarious too. So, you know, that was probably one of the earliest memories that comes to mind for me. <laughs> I love that. I would have loved to have seen that. I would have been mm -hmm. right there with you to have been like, this is yeah. the best thing ever. Yes. <laughs> Another great memory. Thank you both for sharing those. Those were fabulous. Thanks. Do either of you have any other projects or productions coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you? I know that we've already mentioned, Avram, your book, Why Jews Do That. Is that right? That's right. Are there any other things we can plug for y'all? Well, we have a, we, you know, besides our show, Amid Falling Walls, that's running only till December 10th, we have a family show coming up called Kids and Yiddish. It's 90% in English, 10% Yiddish, and we say 100% fun. And it is a kind of a romp, Saturday Night Live meets Sesame Street romp, you know, with young performers 
giving modern young audiences a taste and and pa young parents who have kids or grandparents who have kids who you know they would love to them to know just a little bit of yiddish we have this incredible short you know it'll be like a you know 50 60 minute show that will run here at the museum of jewish heritage the week of christmas and some and into january about 10 performances so just to go to our website nytf.org National Yiddish Theater Folksbina, nytf.org, and people will be able to get information about that show. In the spring, we have other show, other other plans, but those are the two main things coming that are happening right now. Perfect. And I great lead into my very last question, which is if our listeners want more information about a mid-falling walls or about the National Yiddish Theater Folksbina or about either of you, maybe they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do that? You did mention the website, nytf.org. Any other websites or social media handles we can offer to our listeners? You can check Folksbina at, on, at, on Instagram, folks, F-O-L-K-S-B-I-E-N-E on, on Instagram. And our websites. Yeah. nytf.org. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Zalman, Avram, thank you both so much so for much. taking the time. Thank to you so much. This, this has been an honor. We're grateful to speak to you and to your and to your followers and listeners. And we hope that many of them will come see our show and introduce themselves. I, I'm conducting every night. So I'm happy. And I come into the lobby. So if anybody wants to meet me, that's when they can meet me. Oh, I hope they do. And this, I hope everyone goes to see the show. It's a wonderful space and the show sounds amazing. I can't wait to see it. So I appreciate you both Thanks, and your you. time today. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Thanks so much. My guests today have been the artistic director, Zalman Malatek, and the writer and curator, Avram Malatek, both who are with the National Yiddish Theater Folksbina's presentation of Amid Falling Walls. It's playing now through December 10th at the Edmund J. Safra Hall at the Museum of Jewish Heritage, and you can get your tickets and more information by visiting nytf.org. And while you're at that website, you can check out more about their upcoming productions and other information about the National Yiddish Theater Folksbina. You can also find them on social media at Folksbina. We're going to have all this information posted on our episode description as well as on our social media posts. But come on out and join us between now and December 10th at the Edmund J. Safra Hall, the Museum of Jewish Heritage, for this incredible show. It's Amid Falling Walls. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our brand new website for all things Stage Whisper and theater. You'll be able to find merchandise, tours, tickets, and more 
simply visit stagewhisperpod.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.